0: Hi and welcome to a new episode of uh, the Values Workshop. Um, Thank you. For your your information, the series is called The Vulnerable Me. Uh, I've had a series of guests. Uh, The idea is to, you know, talk about things that we have faced in everyday life, which make us Mm -hmm. feel vulnerable. It could be anything at all. And the way we try and come out of it. So whatever our little hacks uh, that work for us uh, need not be certified by books or other kinds of knowledge out there, but personal experience that when I do this, this kind of resolves my issue or uh, Mm -hmm. it's a work in progress. Obviously there are no 100% solutions. So basically that's what the vulnerable me is about. Before I start asking you any questions, uh, would you just introduce uh, yourself for our audience please?
1: Well, my name is Svita Das, and uh, I have spent half a century now on the planet Earth, trying to figure out what what your purpose is. Uh, on the professional side, I have worked uh, with various uh, MNC agencies in advertising field and then also in marketing, and I, I am working as a Marcom consultant now, uh, out of, of now, no longer in a full-time job, so that's great that gives me the flexibility to do whatever I want or pursue the interests that I have, which you kind of keep on hold, you know. Uh, So that's all about it. I have a daughter who's 25 years old and uh, anything other than that, I don't know what else you want to
0: do. No, that's good enough. In fact, uh, strangely, five minutes back when I was setting up, I was thinking of that one question that I begin the conversation with. I realized between you and me, there is a very strong common thread from day one that we met uh, at the place of work that we shared. And that is this constant sense of seeking something. Uh, Mm. We we were unsure how to define it, but uh, we had a basic idea of what it wasn't and it wasn't the material world of sorts. And there was a lot of push and pull because we also wanted to be good at whatever we picked up professionally as well. And that was, uh, I think, a strong bonding factor uh, we had as friends. So what is it that the material world or this world as we experience it uh, lacks, according to you, or has lacked? Why this constant sense of restlessness to find some meaning or purpose, like you called it?
1: So um, let me tell you that I was seeking something, and uh, uh, I think I am now quite settled with what I have found, and therefore that seeking part is over, now the part is to kind of build on what you found, you know. What the material world, I think each of us have different journeys, and uh, for me it was, I felt uh, some kind of a void, you know. Uh, While I was successful, very, uh, you know, with best of the agencies, etc, etc. I felt that something was amiss. Some peace was amiss. Some kind of an anchoring was amiss. Uh, And uh, I guess there was some kind of fulfillment which was looking for. I've always been a person who was more interested in the development of society. So when I passed out my MBA, I was very clear that I wanted to work for an NGOs or so rather work in the social development sector. But I was advised that you should give a few years in corporate life and then maybe switch to um, development sector, which in the hindsight, I think it's one of the most uh, prudent and uh, wonderful advice uh, because I, it gave me a balanced world of both. As I started working in the corporate sector, while I was happy and I had all the things that you kind of look for in terms of you know, success, growth, uh, promotions, money, it wasn't making me happy. You know There was something which was, which was missing. Uh, I did try to find it in the development sector as well and I am so grateful that I took the call of joining the corporate sector because I wasn't happy with that either you know? So, so uh, yeah, so that, that, that a sense of uh, peace was missing. You know, I found uh, uh, what the world lacks is a, a little more balanced outlook. Uh, I think we are all running in, an, uh, and I think now, especially with COVID, it has taken a COVID for us to realize that how imbalanced our life is, you know. Uh, maybe you and me were a little fortunate to think, It'll, it'll, uh, or we were kind of thought starters of the time to think it way ahead 20 years back. But yes, so I think the balance is missing and we kind of overdo everything. So either we are running behind the professional successes, either we are running behind the money, uh, we are, or we are just either focusing only on families. So I think there needs to be a balance of both profession and personal lives, you know, health, happiness, which are very, very vital. You can't have one and the one can't be substitute for the
0: rest of it. I rather have little, little of everything. It's interesting because uh, I had another question coming up, but uh, your last few lines changed the tone of what my mind was going through. the the present generation, the one that is working and the one that is still almost on the verge of finishing their academic careers, lays a lot of importance on sacrificing personal happiness for professional glory. I find that they are willing to work harder, put in longer hours to get that, either that post or that car or that flat or whatever it is that they are looking for. Uh, And they are willing to put in hard, uh, burn the midnight oil, as they say. And it's, it's going... I find emotionally bankrupt as a generation, or else uh, there is no s- sense of anchoring like you called it. They, they are losing their uh, as much as I have spent time with them. Uh, why do you think this is happening or what do you think uh, is lacking in their understanding? Have we failed as parents perhaps to pass on that there should be a balance or we where does where does the problem lie according to you do you agree first no
1: I, I don't agree with it fully because while i feel that uh, yeah you are right in maybe uh, you're right and it applies to certain individuals but i have also found considerable number of younger uh, people who are so balanced and who have such a mature but, outlook which which i didn't have at that point of time Uh, Now, there are two sets of those types I'm saying is one who who are like, you know, running after whatever they're running after, and one who is extremely balanced, and both come with a stable financial background. So, uh, when I, uh, also what I feel is that, in fact, I think during my uh, struggling years, I had compromised everything, my personal happiness, etc., so that I should not miss a single day of work. The work commitment was way too larger than anything, you know, way too larger than my health, way too larger than my personal life, way too larger, which today I find there's a departure. Today, I think children or youngsters are more focused and they are not willing to take rubbish just because you're giving them professional, uh, you know, professional space to work in. So I think uh, somewhere, you know, that that slave driver mentality uh, outlook that organizations have uh is not working any longer with the younger generation that's why you hear this whole noise about how today's younger generation doesn't stick in any jobs you know and that they they keep moving jobs but you have to realize that the gen- the generation that we came from uh, we came from a deprived space so we were willing to slog it out and do work and everything else okay but the generation that comes today they have come with certain Certain established financial uh, stability. They come from parents like us who provide, who who provide them basic things. Therefore, they are building on it. Yeah, and they no longer compromise their happiness just because they have to work at one particular place. And I think the sooner the organizations take cognizance of it, the better we will have. uh, You know, better management will happen. Uh, So yes i sometimes i feel uh, some of the generation while so while this may be true in terms of how they're approaching work life what i see on the personal side is a lot of um, i think it's you know a, there's a sense of abandonment in in pursuit of happiness and um, in pursuit of let's say uh, pleasures of life okay well, and i think define, that define is, abandonment please like uh, you know, uh, so they work and then they party, you know, and uh, and that partying or that enjoyment of life has has gone a little too far, you know. It's probably it's gone a little too too much types. So what I see is that uh, out of that again, I have I'm privileged to associate myself, I be associated with younger crowds who are into giving back to the society etc. etc. Which makes me feel wow. I mean, these children are really, really, you know, they're thinking, but they are very few and far in between. The rest of them are living in a world of it's like a bubble that they're living in, you know, where there is no sense of purpose where where is this going? Uh, what so while they're they're looking at a so maybe during our time we were focused on work and we were we had you know we had a career roadmap chalked out and said, okay, "Okay, Next five years, I'll be this. I'll next ten years, I'll be that." Third generation doesn't seem to be planning that much ahead. Uh, but uh, in terms of rest of it, there is no other. There is no other focus either. So it's not like a development. Personal development is lacking. They're not. They're not really trying to do anything with their life outside work, which is something which is a. I think is a problem. And I think somewhere, uh, as parents, we've not probably expose them to those things. You know, they've picked up on what I would say is they've picked up on what 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 kind of life we've lived. You know, and what were we giving them? You know, we were, yeah. and that. let me tell you that when my child was growing up, I was working 24 by 7. So what is it the child is seeing? She sees, she's seeing a mother who comes at 10 o'clock. Right? And um, so therefore, I think that, that, that sense of balance needs to come in uh, in the earlier years from the parents there is no point holding the younger the next generation accountable when we have not provided them
0: i think it's a wonderful answer that you've given because you covered both aspects in fact many facets of uh, problematic uh, situations good individuals and uh, maybe i was wrong in addressing it as a generalization there are people of all sorts in every generation. There are pockets, and there are
1: all. I mean, I have seen uh, children, uh, you know, as upmarket as from Hiranandani Estate, who are into, uh, you know, doing things for NGOs, doing things for society, doing things, which amazes yeah. me. He, wow, uh, yeah. you know, uh, may, uh, and let me tell you, during my time, there were hardly any any such any such kids who were doing such kind of work. Today, these guys are actively taking internships, doing. Work. There's so many pet people who are looking after dogs, stray dogs, stray animals. Where was that during our time? Nobody yeah, really bothered. Yeah. You know, yeah, this yeah. was not. This was not. This was non-existent. But they're doing it today. You call a helpline for something. They will. They will be youngsters there. So I think there is. There is a shift. Okay. There is shift. But there's one large population who is so not concerned about what happens to environment. Who is so not not concerned about what's happening to our to a political system, who's so not concerned, they just live in that bubble of, okay, I want to, I want to earn money and I want to, you know, uh, I want to just have one good life, and that's it, rest of it doesn't matter. And it's very hard for me when I have to uh, sometimes catch hold of students who are from, uh, let's say, the best of uh, English schools in Thane, and I have to lecture them about why are they throwing uh, disposable McDonald's cups out right there, and you know they look at me quizzically and i wonder i i wonder what kind of what kind of environmental science is the school teaching if they are not even understanding this part these are like ninth and 10th not yeah these are not these are not like some second first second standard because those are much more obedient you know yeah. and i have yeah this i take up on a regular basis i have a i have a, a five with today's or rather i have a you know one word or two with today's youngsters who I see lined up near my society who would uh, constantly throw beer bottles out and stuff like that. And I said, you're going to inherit this planet in this fashion. Okay. So I think that's where, that's something, I don't know where we've gone wrong. What, what possibly we could have done to
0: teach them. I think, uh, yeah.
1: And they're all 22, 23. So they're not, they're not
0: even small. They're not like youngsters. They're not kids. Uh, 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 I would, because that's a very specific thing. I'm not getting into that, but the mindset itself, one of the things that came to me is, there there is one question, but I wanted uh, an answer from your personal experience, but also a point of view that you have about it. You spoke about a shift that is happening. Like I I was just with someone who's a a very bratish kid this morning and um, that's what i've heard from her neighbors uh, and her mother keeps complaining sometimes and they do we do some kind of uh, food dana and uh, that lady do- donates her uh, gas cylinder to us and other stuff her daughter is quite petrifying uh, to her mother and others but she is extremely caring of stray dogs and cats and so much so that i have seen her go all out for some some stray animals she had got who had a severe problem and she went to the extent of finding out what kind of operation is required. A few lakhs were supposed to be spent and she wasn't stopping at that. She went and asked if there was a way that we could help that uh, poor animal or something. I don't remember what came of it but just the thought that when you hear a few lakhs, I would have abandoned. Honestly, I the first thought is, mm-hmm. yaar, mm-hmm. hai unka, itsa but she didn't really give up. She went around calling people ready to pull all strings so that the kid that uh, stayed um, got some uh, re- reasonable medical attention. And that really struck me as, as very important. So uh, when you speak of shift, now there are two The question that I have is, do you think there's a shift in humanity happening, even as we see all the despairing things all around us with war and people being very selfish uh, or concerned about their own bubble? And yet there is this whole upsurge of individual agency taking over such causes which seem difficult right from the word go, but they don't even see the difficulty. They just go all out. And there are many cases like those happening these days, uh, which is very rare otherwise, or at least I wasn't exposed to such kind of people. So on a humankind pers- perspective, is there a shift happening all over according to you, however minuscule and uh, how does your experience relate to that shift? So I think uh, I certainly believe that it is. It is. it,
1: it has been shifting. Uh, because of these the the sheer exposure which is available on social media uh, you know where these kind of uh, this kind of uh, causes come forth okay and gives an opportunity for the individuals to be a part of those kind of causes or be associated with those kind of causes so one is that two is, uh the information is is available today which probably was not there during our time so therefore you kind of lived in a you in fact we lived in a bubble, you know bubble we didn't, yeah, yeah. we really didn't know what was happening around in the world while these guys get to know a lot of it and therefore uh also there's a there's a lot more emphasis from the uh, schools and org- organizations or um, educational institutes about having an overall personality development so therefore that there's an emphasis of uh, you know being assessed on various other parameters which itself is therefore they're giving a lot more attention to those those things as well uh today they you know they have more music they have more avenues to express themselves so all of this has added to a a fairly well rounded personality in a particular way okay i'm not saying all of them are going but Certainly, no a large guys, number sorry. of yeah, large number of youngsters are going in that direction, and I I feel very hopeful about it. So I feel that in that sense they are fairly multidimensional than what I was okay. Uh, because they have they are doing so many things, which a I was not even aware of. B I was I did not have any information about. Okay, see I didn't have time, and by the time you figured it out, so today these guys and I didn't have the means either. You know, the money was also an issue today they uh, thankfully they're blessed with parents who can who can give them that kind of support so uh, so i think you know they they are turning out far better last i have seen this shift happening in the last i think 3 4 years yes. the more a number of people are youngsters i work with i see them doing a lot very different things okay and that's what that's what kind of gives me hope so there will be, be a sizable population who is just living in a bubble which is also okay, but there is a large number of youngsters who are doing different things, and and the choices of vocations also have changed. You know, so it's no longer the the three main streams that we chose, and therefore, you know, if you you did well in that, and then that's it, life life was sorted. If you didn't do well, then life was not sorted for you. So we have today kids who are dropping out of school and and pursuing sports and doing something completely different, and. You know, um, somebody who has not, who did not clear the twelfth, my goodness, to go through that entire, you know, as a parent to go through that entire thing, and then that person is today taking sports management and is trying is trying to go to Spain and completely do. do, do, this was unthinkable during our times. You know, but if we if we flunked, oh my God, we have the half the stigma was there only, right? And uh, if we didn't, uh, I mean, I had to hear for such a long time that I chose commerce as a stream. Uh, from my parents, that they never thought I would make anything out of my life. You know, if you didn't take science, you either went for engineering or you did science. You certainly didn't have the caliber for medical. But then you you took if you didn't get engineering, then you're
0: thankful that yeah. you didn't have the caliber because you would have <laughs> gone. Down. I would have been horrible at it. So
1: <laughs> you know, so I I I mean I'm a right brain person, and how on earth would I ever managed with Physics and Mathematics, I wouldn't have, you know? Uh, but there was no way of knowing that. So I feel is that if we didn't, during that time, if we didn't make it to those streams, and you were labeled as Iska wala, Which is exactly how I was labeled, okay? Iska wala. So therefore, I think somewhere, once they kind of gave up expectation on a, on a, on me, it was easier to, whatever I did was good enough, you know? So it's it's a different way of looking at it. but. I think today's children have so many opportunities to do, pursue the things that they want to do. They could be, you know, they are they, they are making and this entrepreneurship has taken up another level. Okay, where everybody yeah, yeah. is, so, yeah, no longer people are looking for looking for jobs. They are actually creating, getting into creating jobs. That's a wonderful thing. I mean, that's what we I, I I think that's what India needs at this stage. You know, a lot many self starters because we've moved past that whole industrial revolution jazz and we've. Yeah. That, that phase and that curve, yeah, that curve of growth is over. Yeah. So I see, I see, I, and therefore I see a lot of, so today there are a lot more digital people. There are a lot more digital advertising people. There are a lot more. So I have, I have a digital manager who's also working as an MC and she, she compares shows, et etc. et cetera, And
0: she's Uh-oh. managed
1: to square off. Sorry. No,
0: I'm yeah, I'm saying wonderful.
1: She's managed to pay off a loan in last year. Seven years by just doing shows alongside. Now, do you think you and me would have never thought of squaring off a home loan in less than seven, eight years? Which is, which is what she's earning because she's earning. She has a she has a job and she's doing that. You know. Now, this this kind of opportunity or to identify that I can, I have a caliber to do this was also not something that we ever thought of. I mean, you you and me were talented, but we probably never even. Figure out what
0: we were talented at you know um, these days i I have been told that oh, you can do this you can do this and i think these guys are crazy just because i can crack a few jokes every few lines does not mean i can become a stand-up comedian we still have those exactly. pangs of whether we can or not because we are half our parents generation and half we are with these new guys who are telling it you uh, you are you're cool and you can do it and you're wondering oh me <laughs> that's yeah, the kind she, of she surprise was... i have yeah, she's all of
1: 28, and she's she's bought a you know uh, she's paid off a 40 lakh loan. I think it's it's incredible, incredible, it's incredible that you can truly yeah. And 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 she comes from a non-privileged background where her mother has raised her through, you know actually working at somebody else's house. She's lived off on uh, hand-me-down clothes. Um, oh my god! From there, true yeah, success yeah, from story. There, Yes, uh, and from there to make herself into a digital manager, uh, do things, learn things. Uh, so there are hungry people like this also. So you have different, I have, I, I, you know, I have an, uh, one intern from Bombay Scottish who who is learning Chinese and she encouraged me to... So the great thing, I mean, she encouraged me to take on Chinese and learn Mandarin and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, um, I think it's... So she's not sitting there because she is now, she, she comes from a fairly well-off background, she could possibly not do anything also. But it's an individual mindset to learn something new and, you know, do something different with that entire thing. And staying with the youngsters really actually opens your your eyes to, oh my God, these many things you can do at this time at this stage of life also. You know,
0: so many things. Uh, There is is one uh, question that I want to ask you here. In terms of, uh, since you've been kind of been on a bit of a comparative note of how we were or what the circumstances were then and now, the opportunities that exist, uh, the sense of initiative the kids are showing, uh, I actually uh, have, a, uh, have a lot of respect for people like you, for myself as well, and a lot of other people who came from backgrounds which weren't really uh, pushing us to be our best. We were, we were told that this is not possible. We come from middle-class families, so you have to behave in a certain manner. You have to, you cannot, you cannot even dream bigger dreams. We were not encouraged to go out and do whatever the hell you want. Uh, I remember one and a half years, my first one and a half years in advertising, the best lines I cracked, I did not have a single friend to discuss and say, look, I have today cracked something really awesome. And you had nobody that understood that this is a background that we came from. Having said that and connecting it back to your seeking meaning or purpose, how do you, I'm asking this question so that you share your story for for the zillions out there who are going through the same churning because it's it's universal. Uh, You have setbacks. You're trying to make a success of your own life professionally or or at least so that people can treat you normally, if not look up to you. Uh, you think you are a star, but nobody else believes in it and you're working hard to prove why you think you're, you're a star. It's not just arrogance. You're still working and trying to give meaning, uh, superficial meaning, but meaning nevertheless, and it requires a lot of hard work. Within this set of adverse circumstances, if I were to call them, or challenging circumstances, how did it pour back into your own seeking for meaning? And was there any, uh, why I'm bringing it back? Because on one hand, materially we are doing well, but as a society, we seem to be lacking somewhere still. Uh, in terms of this seeking, uh, it's either uh, given a sacred meaning and or put on a pedestal and you're seen as somebody special. A lot of people talk to me like that. But I think when even when you and I spoke about these things in the beginning, it wasn't special. I think it was a lot of heartburn. You were trying to figure out who the LMI and uh, Should I be cruel to succeed? Or should I uh, take the shortcut to do something wrong and get that seat, that, that thing that is important to me right now? We went through hell. It was never easy, I think. So many times, so many times. So how do you, you know, look at this? Uh, there is this Hindi word, Kashmakash. <laughs> how do you resolve this? So what I happened feel, to you?
1: Uh, How did you go through yeah. So I feel uh, that, see, inherently there are certain values that one, as a personality you have, okay. Now my values were that I will not, I will not step on somebody's head. I will not, uh, you know, uh, berate somebody. I will not put down people. Now this is something that I, I kind of believed in. Uh, unfortunately, to succeed and to be, or to be on top of things in, in, uh, in the corporate world, you have to do a lot more than this. Also, okay, uh, being a wallflower kind of personality that I have, I actually refuse to like to be in any kind of limelight. I can be as in the background as possible. You know that I'll be happy types. You know, I'm, a, and. Uh, but my profession demanded that I was in the forefront, in the in the middle of that spotlight. Okay, so this is the this is something that I always struggled with, and uh, you had to you well you had to do you had to earn your your monies and you have to kind of do whatever is required of you, but within the within what is allowed in with your value systems or with what makes you comfortable. Uh, now you have to be a lot more politicking and lot more ally- Aligning yourselves with the top top management if you have to kind of rise up in the ladder. Uh, these are some these are some things which I consciously avoided, and I'm okay with that. Okay, okay. because uh, I yeah. So at some point of time I was you know, but when we were seeking also, we really didn't know what we. It was not that we were seeking. It was just that we were. We are trying. ourselves are trying to give a yeah. We try to give a meaning to ourselves as to what are we what are defining our spaces. And you are actually trying to you figure out a space for yourself where you are comfortable in that in that uh, uh, area. And I think uh, many times when I join places, I tell them that look, I'm not interested in now, and also about four or five years back, I'm not interested in any corner offices. I'm not interested in the rat race. I'm not interested. I just want to do my work and go home. It might be very hard, but but not many people can understand this at all. Because the whole thing is a rat race there. So therefore, you are an outsider there. Uh, and if you say so, also, nobody wants to believe you. And once you come into it, then everybody looks at you as competition. And you, much as you want to try and get yourself out of it, it doesn't work that way. So what I'm saying is that so, so eventually you turn to... Uh, there's things that don't make you happy of how things get worked out around yourself in corporate... Life and you kind of, or maybe if it's not working in your personal life as well, okay. Sometimes you seek have you seek peace and anchoring, and that anchoring for me, if it came from uh, meditation or social work, so so it was for me. But many others have so different people have different ways of, of finding those anchors, right? Uh, now. The, I mean, there's a debatable question, but a lot of them find anchor in d- drinking and, you know, going out and getting sloshed every second day. That is also a way of finding yourself something to hang on to. Now, in, in long run, of course, uh, you know, whether that how that works out is each person's destiny and life. Yeah. But um, so this is something that we kind of We kind of look at or we struggle with, and I found my space in meditation or in, you know, um, uh, in in more in environment, more in understanding Ayurveda. So, and thankfully for me, professionally also, those kind of opportunities came in, and uh, you know, in to to launch certain Ayurvedic products, I had to learn Ayurveda, and that kind of funneled my interest in this whole five thousand, more than five thousand year old science, which. India is completely buried and looks at Western alternatives, you know. So, there is a whole different trajectory which happened with that meditation, with that Ayurveda, alternative ways of healing, uh, life sciences, and I think all metaphysics, etc., which, which is
0: a different subject, so, and which not many people want to believe. So, you think there is a connect between your uh, your seeking and the experiences that you eventually had, because the corner office uh, might not be uh, might not have uh, people like us vying for it. Uh, there are equal number of people uh, willing to give their right arm to go there and there is so much politics and so much uh, so much heartburn, uh, breaking of relationships, abusing a uh, lot of things I also happen to see. So that has its own trajectory and a uh, uh, lot of them have turned out to be good human beings and I, a lot of, people, in JWT we were lucky to have people that people had genuine relationships irrespective of their personal motivation to go wherever they want. I but think, those
1: organizations are very far and few in between. I don't true, see those true. kind of organizational structures either. True. You know, a lot of it is very, very um, genuinely competitive. Competitive, abusive, uh, extracts your soul,
0: your blood, everything. So my point is that because of who we are, I I tend to sometimes see that my my life experience, my professional experience, uh, even this group that we have right now, uh, the one that uh, makes food every Saturday, uh, distribute, all of us are working people, but we are working uh, at our own convenience. Uh, We have no uh, bosses to answer to. We have no uh, pressure of uh, deadlines always. We can manage to negotiate. We are able to do these things. And very often we talk about how lucky we are to live the kind of life that we want to live. But it's not by chance. There are opportunities that uh, you have to let go of. and, And yet there is satisfaction. Like you very rightly said, somewhere in between that The search is in a way over. So the path is almost clear. This is the path that we'll walk on. These are the things that we will do or not do. Um, The dedication is increasing, hopefully, uh, taking us to the whatever we were seeking. I don't even want to give it a name because uh, everybody has a different viewpoint. Some call it God, some call it truth, Uh, meaning, purpose, whatever you want to call it, nature, providence, all of that is equally valid, I would think. So you think because you went through, uh, now three things I am trying to connect. One is your mindset, that what it was. Second is your experiences with these things that you didn't want but were forced to go through in the initial part of your career where all of us have to struggle to find out, okay, because we are also overawed by the glamour. We cannot deny the fact that when you go to a place and you meet these big people that you read about in magazines and uh, interviews on in newspapers, you are now dealing with them one-on-one and they know you by first names and you can talk to them. All of that makes an impact on us. So basically success has its own run on us at that point of time. From there to reaching where you have reached today, where you you, I've always seen you trying to bridge uh, the gap between what you want and also doing the right thing, or at least to provide for your family or or your own self. Do you think all of this is connected in some manner, or we make it happen, or it happens to us? What happens according to you? I think I I think if we uh, uh, after spending about twenty odd years, I feel
1: that when you're you're seeking and and, uh, struggling with it, I think uh, these, we, because we are this kind of personality, that's why those kind of life experiences have come to us. Okay. And and those value systems then get sharpened. So they're Hmm. there, then they get further sharpened. And then at some point of time, you decide what you will be out of that. Right. What part of it will you keep and what part of it will you drop? Yeah, there's like you said, and you addressed one very crucial part that the glamour was always there. It's still there; it'll always be there. My work is still is still glamorous. People people love the fact that I shoot with film stars and all. They said, "Wow, you shot with Ranveer Singh," and "Wow, you shot with some something else." And just now, I shot with shoot. And uh, nobody understands that the amount of sheer torture that is associated with shooting anything. Okay, and uh, but that's 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 a world which is only. A few of them can see, and they think that oh, that's that must be terribly glamorous, right? Uh, I have also come to one um, now one piece I've made with myself that yes, I'm going to be a part of this entertainment business, okay? Whether I whether consciously or otherwise, because this is where this is what where my knowledge lies, right? Yeah. And and I have to be within that. I have to be okay and be myself. And not lose myself. So that's that's something that this is just an opening that I thought the other day when I said, Ki, oh now uh, you know uh, while I've left it and come back and, and done these other things and done many other things and come back again to the whole advertising, stroke, marketing background and all that, you've come to the same space again. And therefore I realized that ya toh fir tu to ya to kuch baaki yeah, he kuch aur karna hai, right? so, is it a struggle? It is, you,
0: is this uh, a still a struggle that uh, the fact no, that no you have to do this and no longer? No uh, longer. Is there any kind I of like,
1: hindrance inside the mind? Not at all. Absolutely not. Because uh, I also know I'm very clear on what I will accept, what I will not accept, what I will do and what I will not do. And therefore, when life presents or work presents those kind of uh, challenges, then I take those decisions pretty, uh, pretty calmly, uh, which possibly I wouldn't have earlier. And uh, I do not make justifications to anybody as to why I took that decision because that's something that is going to be only applicable to me. Uh, no matter what I say is not that's not going to make sense to you. And nor do I think the need to justify to anybody as to why would you leave a particular assignment. Uh, you know, so uh, so wherever the uh, the environment the work culture is not respectful enough you should just drop that irrespective of how much it's paying you or how difficult it has gotten for you and i have taken those hard decisions at at some point of time they may not be the most sensible decisions but those are for my own sanity of okay. my own yeah, life you know and keep mind so those are some decisions that you take and that's a price that you pay you can, I have seen fairly. Uh, I have seen some of close friends, etc., being extremely unhappy, extremely unhappy, bringing on all the unhappiness of what's happening in the workspace into their personal lives, and that causes so much of, uh, so much of imbalance yes. Yes. for everybody, you know. And uh, that's some. I mean, that's a choice sometimes you have to make as to let what would, what kind of, what part of work would you let go of if it's going to be making you so miserable and during the last two years of covid i've seen umpteen number of uh, such examples on linkedin etc where people have quit abusive jobs abusive timelines because it's crossed all limits of human uh, tolerance Respect. you know yeah. yes tolerance absolute tolerance i mean it's like broken down people uh, so i think I think that is something that people are doing it now therefore that that great wave of resignation that they're talking about is a culmination of all that madness which we kind of tend to pretend to put off put on for quite some time putting up the
0: funny aside that i want to ask you you said you calmly take a decision i doubt whether people around you agree that you are calm on certain <laughs> days uh, you are quite uh, then, Ali, if I were to Kamali, I, when I
1: take calmly decisions, is, so in my mind I take decisions calmly. Uh, <laughs> the rest of the world may not think I'm calm. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, having uh, moved from agency to the marketing job again, I can I can say that I I find myself fairly uh, balanced again. You know, which is uh, because I would have a work would start, which would start at nine thirty and end at, at anything around 11.00, at at least okay even more than that and it just drove me insane because there was just no time for anything and i think that is an inhuman way because i did not even move from the desk that i'm right not talking you from talking to you from i did not even move for uh, you know uh, for evening walks or anything because it was just out of question uh, it took tremendous toll on my health in the six months because you are imagine you're not moving anyway. Yeah. yeah, so so those kind of things which happened. I think earlier at least when you have worked, you had you were going, you were traveling to that workspace, coming back, there was human interaction, there was movement to your body, everything happened. Right now, the entire mm-hmm. life was just in front of a screen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we've covered uh, quite a few subjects uh, in today's talk. Uh, one of the uh, comments I want to make on uh, something that you said was, but you're back to advertising and marketing and uh, you kind of realized. I remember uh, there was a uh, there is a spiritual guy called Ram. He writes under the pen name of Ramzu. So he says, you guru hop, you do this, you do that, you do drugs, you meditate and you're proud of the fact that you can now sit without moving for one hour or two hours or six hours. And for all this, all you have got to show is an improved self. I think uh, advertising and marketing guys for us, uh, in spite of all that we learn and all that stuff, our instinctive understanding of human beings and this what triggers their needs and wants, uh, what provokes them into action uh, in buying into the world, which is surprising considering that we try to buy out of the world and say, okay, we, we need a space which is not so constructed but that is something that we do as seva i guess um, do you on a on a last question basis do you think a good heart makes a good difference uh, when dealing with professional issues or is it yes, a, or is it yes, a, a liability
1: no no absolutely not i used to think it might be a liability but i think overall if you have a good heart anywhere okay uh, it is. It is definitely a, an advantage because you are then taking a decision which is, which is largely uh, uh, beneficial to everybody and not just yourself. Okay, um, and I think eventually, I firmly believe in one thing: is what goes around comes around. Uh, if you spread the, it's like spread the kindness, spread a good word, spread a good deed. You just do that and see the ripple effect that it has. Uh, there are seven, seven billion people on this planet. If we just kind of, if, if three and a half billion, half of it decide to make life easy for others, just imagine the world, just half of them. That would mean the other three and a half also become happy, you know. And uh, you can do so much more with, uh, with a good heart rather than a, what
0: does the other way around get you? Misery, war, which is anyway happening. So I cannot promise you about the three and a half billion people, but two of us right now, uh, we can share the merits of the intent with which we've done this talk, which is in the direction that we both have been trying to inculcate in our lives. May the merits of this conversation and all the people it touches bring peace and harmony to everyone in the world.
1: Now, you thank you so that. much.
0: Thank you so <laughs> thank much. You so much. Thank you. Let's just
1: hope there's peace and love everywhere. Yes, we shall. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye.